Hello and a very warm welcome everyone to my second podcast for the Happy London Press. My name is Carola and I'm the author of the Lockdown Diaries blog. Last time I talked about my life and experience in lockdown in general and how I'm actually a little grateful that I can stay at home. It certainly helps some parts of my very complex anxiety. At the moment, with lockdown still in place, FOMO, or fear of missing out, seems to be a thing of the past. I don't have feelings of inadequacy as I can't keep up with the Joneses. I don't look longingly at other people's photos of weekends away or evenings out because no one can go anywhere and everywhere is shut. For the first time, our social lives are on par with each other. We're in the same boat. We're on an even keel. It is nice to be able to go out more now, though, and to spend time walking, maybe even having a picnic with the family in the park. We can be a bit more spontaneous with our movements, which has eased the pressure of planning every moment. Nevertheless, I do still get annoyed with people who seem to be making up their own rules as they go along, loosely interpreting social distancing with it's in the open air, it won't hurt, while standing far too close or blatantly meeting their mates in larger groups. It's frustrating to see, as we know such behaviour can extend lockdown or even toughen social distancing rules. But I'm not terrified. I'm not scared. I don't feel anxious about leaving the house. I'm a teacher and before lockdown I was surrounded by hundreds of students every day, in minuscule classrooms, where even the students at one stage pointed out that the two-metre rule was a joke when they sat no further than 15 centimetres apart from one another. And I'm not even kidding you. I saw a minimum of a third of students in all my classes go off sick or self-isolate and I watched one of my colleagues frantically disinfecting our staff room after another colleague coughed when making her coffee. Said colleague was ill the next day. Despite this, I came out seemingly unscathed. No symptoms, although I am fully aware that I could have been a carrier. But the coronavirus didn't make me ill whilst working in a relatively risky environment. Still, I feel a lot calmer since the schools have shut down. Don't misquote or misunderstand me, please. I don't feel invincible or superhuman. I know the dangers and have made sure I did not go anywhere apart from a walk or run for the first two weeks in lockdown, making sure I wouldn't pass on anything I may have picked up at school. What I'm saying is that I'm not scared to leave the house. I'm fine with it. And, until I spoke to two of my peers, I thought most people would be just fine with leaving the house too. As it turns out, not everyone is. FOGO, or fear of going out, is real and it is all-encompassing and exhausting. One of my readers opened my eyes to something I had not experienced. She revealed that going out made her fear awkward social situations when the path wasn't wide enough to stay the prescribed two metres apart or feeling that she was in someone's way. She also noticed that, although lots of people are being friendly and greeting each other, there is a more serious side to interacting with strangers. A stare rather than a smile or a stern look whilst passing. I guess it's people's fears coming out, she opines. I recall my own experience from a few days ago when I went shopping and some customers walked past me no further than 50 centimetres away because they couldn't wait a few seconds behind me. I remember briefly feeling panicked because I thought, that's breaking the rules. I'm German. I love rules. Then, slightly bemused, but also slightly bewildered, I muttered under my breath how great it was that COVID-19 only attacks from front and back, 
Don't worry about breathing on me from the left or right. Its inbuilt virus navigation system won't know how to attack me from the side. I considered briefly to start wearing a scarf around my face to protect myself from such idiocy. If anything, I don't have to witness it. My friend, however, can't find any bemusement in such careless behaviour. Trips to the supermarket these days are a systematic cleaning operation thereafter, with everything from shopping bags being disinfected, to clothes washed, to a partner being ordered to shower, to any possible surface being scrubbed within an inch of its life. To many of us, the virus is invisible and therefore we may even forget about it. To my friend, it is everywhere, lingering in the air she breathes, in the should-be-safe comfort of her home, on her food, the floor in her home, on herself. For another reader, Fogart takes on a different perspective, that of coping with past traumas of infections during pregnancy and having to go through the hell of watching her newborn getting infected. I get choked up when she tells me her story and gives me an insight into what life with an all-surrounding fear of infection feels like during COVID-19. While she's not always terrified of going out and sometimes wants nothing more than to leave the house, her fears are more complex than that. The silly part is that if you ask me whether or not I'm worried that the girls will catch coronavirus or if it'll make them really poorly, then I'd say I'm not worried really because it isn't tending to harm children, but it's having the idea ramped down our throat that we constantly need to clean everything, she tells me. She also says, I know that's perfectly reasonable for a good reason at the minute, but it's terrifying when your mind already works that way. Plus, there's all this talk of statistics and which surfaces germs can live on and how long for, etc., etc., which plays right into my anxieties. To cope with this, my reader relies on keeping herself busy and BC, before COVID, was glad to go out as much as possible. Now, she can't. In short, she tells me, the coronavirus has done two things validated my crippling fear of germs, contamination and the need to clean everything and it also made me feel that I'm very much trapped inside four walls with my own horrific thoughts. So there is the fear of not having the option to go out for any length of time to distract myself and also FOGO because of all the what-ifs. Opening conversations with two fellow women has underlined what I already anticipated. Life in lockdown may, on the surface, be the same for all of us. The same rules apply to all of us and none of us will be going anywhere anytime soon. However, this exceptional new way of life is also highlighting that we are all so different. This experience forms and shapes all of us individually. None of us can have the same experience. Our past is unique, our fears, our mental health all vary and so what feels good for one is the worst possibility for another. Therefore, for, so I believe, the most important lesson we can learn from this is to be kind to ourselves. Whichever way we get through this day, by day is up to you, not prescribed by your mate who posts 500 activities on social media. And that's not a criticism, but comparison is also highly dangerous at this stage. Kindness and understanding of others' fears and ways to cope is also a must. Don't try and fix. Just listen and accept. No one is crazy. We are different. All our feelings matter. 
The aim is to get through this in one piece, mentally, physically and spiritually. Whatever gets you through, whatever you have to do, do it. And don't forget to breathe.